Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Offense, the Daily Bruins' official opinion podcast. My name is Keisha of Cloudy Media. I'm the Daily Bruins' opinion editor. And we have a big crowd with us today. I'll have everybody introduce themselves then. Hey, guys. I'm Abhishek. I'm an assistant opinion editor. I'm Will. I'm an opinion columnist. I'm Scott. I'm also an opinion columnist. So if you are hearing these people's names for the first time, don't be surprised. We do have some new people with us on, on No Offense. It's not just me and Abhishek conversing about who knows what for who knows how long um so will and scott do you guys want to talk about like what sort of things you write about yeah sure uh i usually write about things going on on campus and things i want to change about campus uh life and classes it's pretty negative usually i guess i'm not a very optimistic person i usually write about campus politics and education issues so yes we have a lively bunch with us today and we also have a lively topic I don't even know if that makes grammatical sense, but whatever, let's go with it. Today we're going to talk about the bike share program. Yes, if you've been seeing bikes all around campus, I think those are the bike share bikes? Well, we'll we'll find out. I'm pretty sure the bikes you're seeing are people's personal bikes. Oh, sad. Well, anyways, if you didn't know, at the end of September, UCLA opened up, UCLA Transportation opened up a bike share program. This is called the Bruin Bike Share Program. And basically, it allows... Campus members, so this are staff, faculty, and visitors, to borrow bikes for either like an annual or monthly fee using a third-party mobile app. So there are like 18 designated hubs on campus and also in Westwood area where students and faculty can pay, I want to say a nominal amount, but the numbers kind of stack up a bit. We'll talk about that in a bit. But they can pay a certain amount and then they can rent out these bikes. And UCLA uh, said that the program was originally supposed to launch in spring of 2017. There was a bit of delay in like the bike delivery deliveries and they had to push it to October. But nonetheless, UCLA is sort of uh, packaging this as a way to cater to the biking community and help students explore more of Westwood. If that sounds too good to be true, don't worry, because we have some interesting thoughts about this, I want to say. Abhishek, you're giving me a funny expression. What do you think about this? Well, first of all, let's look at how UCLA's top- topography. Well, there's hills. You start at the hill, which is where students stay, and you have to go down there, and you have to walk your wheels if you're going down Bruin Walk. And then you have a flat stretch from Polly all the way to Ackerman, and then it's more staircases up there. You maybe have to tie your bike to a rack. Maybe you have to carry it all the way up the stairs. Or maybe you have to go all the way around and go left of Royce Hall. You know, it's not easy to bike around UCLA. Will and Scott, what do you guys think about this? Well, you know, it's hard to see the need for a program like this. Because, you know, like Ab- Abhishek said, UCLA is really not conducive to, to bikes. And, you know, you, you, don't, you really don't see a lot of bikers around campus. You mainly see people with, like, penny boards and, um, and skateboards and everything. So it's hard to see there being, like, a real demand for this around campus. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this begs the question, uh, did they think this was a good idea or did they just have money that they had to blow? Because I have literally never seen anyone on these bikes before. I don't know. Have any of you guys ever seen anyone riding these bikes around campus? So in my personal experience, I've there have been days where I've seen empty bike share bike racks and they've been there have been days when I've seen full bike share bike racks with the bike share bikes. Well yeah, now I've even seen bike share bikes tied to like separate racks near the bike share racks. Now technically that's allowed. Like if a bike share rack is full, you can tie your bike share bike to a rack that's nearby within one hundred feet without paying any penalty. So yeah, this this all raises the question, who will use these bikes, right? So Scott pointed out, 
if anybody's ever seen these bikes on campus. And I think Will brings up a good point, which is that penny boards and skateboards seem, seem to be the the norm on campus. If um if if you don't want to be one of the the plebeians who walks around on UCLA, right? Um, and that's because those are easy to carry. You can carry them to class, and um, it's pretty easy to switch from you know skateboarding or pennyboarding to walking. Whereas with the bike, you're kind of stuck with this massive two wheel contraption, and you're kind of limited as to where you can go. Like you can't walk into Powell with the bike, can you? And let's also point out that these bikes are actually heavier than I guess the normal bikes someone would use with their basket and whatnot. Yeah, so it's a bit of an accessibility problem in that regard. But I guess it, it all, there's also the question of accessibility on campus. So I know like similar bike share programs may have worked at other universities, right? I know, Will, you were saying something about this before. Uh, yeah, I mean, universities like Stanford and UC Davis that have really like flat topography are really conducive to bikes. But, you know, UCLA is extremely hilly. We've got a lot of stairs, so it's, it's hard to see like the practical function of, of a bike on campus. I think it's worth pointing out, though, that they advertise that these bikes can be used to go to Westwood. So perhaps uh, more students are using these to ride down to Westwood rather than ride them around on campus. At which point, I'd like to point out that I've never seen any of these bikes with their distinct baskets being ridden in Westwood. Me neither. I've, 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 I've never seen any one of these, uh, these bikes around Westwood. And, you know, you would remember them because they look really dorky with the, the UCLA <laughs> transportation logo on them and, and the big basket and everything. Careful what you say around here. UCLA transportation has ears everywhere. <laughs> I'm kidding. Transportation is probably not the Illuminati. But uh, to play devil's advocate, um, I recently went to the Westwood Neighborhood Council meeting in early October, maybe two weeks ago. Well, yeah, why would I ever go there? I'll Let's save that for another time, shall we? But anyways, I was there, and um, one of the Westwood Neighborhood Council members was saying how he thought the bike share program was really good, how he uses it quite often, and how it's a good way of exploring Westwood, which I have kind of doubts about that, because, I mean, sometimes I've seen people bike on the sidewalks, but it's not like there are distinct bike lanes in Westwood, or for that matter, like the sidewalks themselves are caving so and cracking. So a bit of interesting part there, but I feel like maybe the bike share program is meant to cater to campus visitors more than it is campus students. But then campus visitors have to pay more than campus students, and they need to know what the program is. They need to install the app. They need to pay. It's kind of like a little bit complicated if you're a visitor. Right. So talking on the topic of rates, um, UCLA students, faculty, and staff members have access to like a discounted membership where they only have to pay about $60 a year or $7 monthly. Um, but people not affiliated with UCLA are charged about $69 a year or $25 monthly, according to the Bike Share Program's website. So, I mean, maybe then it is supposed to be catered, catering to campus members. I guess in that case, this is supposed to cater to the niche bike population, um, right? Like, maybe, maybe for all we know, this is meant, this program is meant to get people who don't have bikes, but are, like, bike fanatics to be able to bike around UCLA, which I feel like the only places you can bike, you know, Around like the back end of Poly, there's like a, a walkway there from the I think Mo Austin Center, and then maybe around Charles E. Young near like the Anderson Building. But you can't exactly get up to the YRO then without like unless you have like superhuman skills, you can like jump off from like the lower level of the parking lot. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to carry your bike up the stairs, which is like a hassle again because it's a two-wheeled contraption that weighs a lot. So UCLA Transportation also said they're trying to integrate this service with. Um, existing bike share programs in like Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, and Santa Monica. Um, what are your thoughts about this? That seems like a logistical nightmare to coordinate 
all these different interfaces of bike systems. I'm, I'm sure the principles across all the uh, the platforms are the same, but you know you're going to have to do a lot of communication between um, these different cities to make them seamless. Essentially, it, it sounds like a real hassle. Scott, your thoughts? I don't know too much about these bike share programs that you brought up, but I do know that the LA Metro does put on their own bike share program, which is actually more expensive than this one on campus. So I guess that is progress for for students that we have a cheaper alternative, though, you know, the 12 people of this effect, I'm not sure it matters too much to the average person. But, you know, I guess it's still still a perk of being a student here. Mm -hmm. And I guess this also raises the overall topic of just transportation at UCLA and like UCLA's trend to move towards more pedestrian and bike modes of transportation, right? So UCLA recently reduced its campus speed limit to 20 miles per hour. It instituted these ride hailing zones to limit where people can call Ubers and Lyfts. And now it's added this bike share program. So I guess, do you have any commentary about this program as a whole or this initiatives or what seems to be UCLA's shift in transportation model as a whole? Well, you know, you got to think about it. If you wanted to go to Westwood, wouldn't it be cheaper just to call an Uber and be faster? I mean, not necessarily because the rates are quite low if you have a monthly subscription. Uber I, has a monthly subscription? No, the Bruin Bike Share has a monthly subscription. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I was missing out on something. <laughs> For what it's worth, I, I think this program has been really, like, under-advertised on campus. I actually didn't know about it until I came in here to record the podcast. So, you know, that shows how, how poorly UCLA transportation has, has advertised it, has promoted it to the average student. See, I, I disagree. I think it's been advertised pretty well because, you know, whenever you walk to class, you see uh, 40 bikes lined up and no one is taking them out. That's pretty good advertising, you know, just well, a full I mean, bike rack. It's, it's, not, it's not quite the kind of advertising you want, I think. Hey, uh, what is it? Bad press is better than no press? I just think that they're doing it for optics, you know? We're bike friendly and we have extra money. Let's make a bike share program. And they did it. I mean, unless UCLA has any plans to bulldoze the hill and make it a flat land, this might be a bit of a failed adventure. I think, good point. It is. It is. It does help the school seem good in terms of bike friendliness, but if UCLA wanted bike friendly campus, it would have like a massive like bike-only roadway that was flat and would go down the hill and allow people to use their bikes down the hill, down Bruin Walk. But that's not going to happen because, well, it's UCLA and construction. Um, I think we've um, kicked this bike share program enough. Um, time to fix a flat tire, I suppose, to UCLA transportation. But uh, we'll be back after a short break. Hello, listeners. You have been selected as a resident of UCLA Housing to participate in a survey regarding a mobile application for The Hill for a chance to win a whopping $50 Ace UCLA gift card. If this message sounds familiar to you, it's because we all got it. Okay, enough of the official voice-ness. It sounds so weird. I I can't speak officially, really. I'm digressing. Um, Scott, do you want to do you want to talk about this topic? What, what what am I reading right now? Yeah, sure. So we all got this email. Um, it included a survey link in it. So I guess you two didn't do it. You uh, didn't want to enter. You won a fifty dollars ASUCLA gift card. That's a pretty it's a pretty big perk. So I, I definitely went for it. So the survey it uh, listed different features that this app could potentially have and asked you to rate your interest one to ten. So it included things like you could check dining hours, uh, wait times for washing machines, uh, stuff like that. 
what it seems to be is that UCLA Housing is crowdsourcing app design for some mobile application that is supposedly supposed to benefit our lives. First of all, I want to say that now I feel less special knowing that everyone got this email. <laughs> like, come on, UCLA Housing. I thought this email meant something. Well, everyone but Will, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not special at all, listeners. I, I, I don't live in the hill. Maybe that is special, then. He wasn't selected, so he's special. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So yeah, this this raises the conversation and the topic in general about a mobile app to solve all your hill problems. So we're going to take some time talking about what kind of problems we want UCLA Housing to solve. Because apparently we were all selected, so therefore we must have something useful and meaningful for housing, right? I, for one, would like to have an app that tells residents of the hill when there are bananas in the dining hall so they can go in and swipe them. I think that'd be really popular. See, that's why you just go to Covell. They always have bananas. They, like, have 100 bananas left over, like, at 9 p.m. Yeah, so it would have a notification all the time. There are always bananas. I feel like Covell having bananas is because not a lot of people go to Covell. Excuse me, have you seen how crowded it is this year in Covell? I wouldn't know. I've never gone. No, you I... did. I saw you there. Oh. Oh, no, cover's been blown. I can attribute about uh, 90% of my weight gain in freshman year to Covell. It's, it was popular with me. I don't know. But with everyone else. Bananas aside, anything else you guys would want to see in a supposed housing app panacea? Well, I'd love to be able to check how long the wait time is for the uh, washing machines. I live in Saxon, where there's currently only four washing machines open for the entire collection of suites. Um, I guess that really underscores a bigger problem, though. Maybe UCLA Housing should make sure that their washing machines function before they start focusing on app design. But, you know, I guess that's uh, an unpopular opinion around here. Hey, 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 it's an app to fix the washing machines. Okay, I can get behind that for sure, because it is pretty annoying having to wait for, for those washing machines to open up. Actually, now that I think about it, it might just be an app that has a big red fix button on it, and you click it until you, get sa- until you feel satisfied, and you go back and the washing machines are still broken. <laughs> I'd say this is one, I guess that was one of the ideas that UCLA housing is throwing around, but let's say you could see the wait time for a washing machine, and then it says one minute left, and then there's a rush of people. Everyone's there, and now they're all waiting there for that one washing machine, and I don't know, they have to fight to death. See who gets that washing machine? The Hunger Games. Over washing machines. The Hunger Washing Games. The Laundry Games. There we go! See, here's my thought. I think to avoid that sort of like rush hour for laundry, UCLA Housing should put in a system where you can reserve the the washing machines on the app. That way you can go into the app and and check it and see, okay, this one isn't being reserved. I'll reserve it and then I'll go use it. I think what would be interesting for housing is maybe something that talks about the events it puts on, right? So a lot of a lot of events go on the hill. I have no clue about them. I don't go to my floor my floor meetings. Maybe sometimes I do if I want to get the free cookie or something, which sometimes I don't because sometimes I feel health conscious. But let's not talk about my diet just yet. But um, I feel like housing puts on a lot of events and not a lot of students know about them because not everybody's following the housing Facebook page or the housing Twitter feed and whatnot. Which is very entertaining, listeners. I, I'll, I, I recommend you all go follow UCLA Housing. Exactly. If you're interested, um, Will's referencing the uh, No Offense podcast from last week. But anyways, I feel like events, like letting students know about these events would be pretty useful since we all pay money for these events. It would be great to know what kind of stuff we can mooch off of. Obviously, you're assuming that people would download the app in the first place and then be spammed by UCLA Housing. 
That that is definitely a big if, listeners. I mean, I I feel like there's so many apps put out by UCLA, and none of us have any of them. You know, like there's this glut of like apps just going around for safety and like housing and everything. It's 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 too much to handle, I think, for the average student. Okay, well, I don't know about any of these apps, so could you guys maybe enlighten me on this? Because I don't know about any of them. The only app I've ever downloaded that has a UCLA trademark on it or UCLA name on it is the UCLA Map app, and that was before I even came to UCLA, just so I could figure out where everything was at UCLA. And I've used it a total of about six times in my two years and four weeks. Wait, how do you figure out where everything is now? I just sort of wander around campus asking people, and eventually I float into the class or building I need to be, and I show up 15 minutes late and just say, sorry, I don't know where I was. See, if it's like Bolter Hall or something, I have an excuse each time because that place is like a maze. It's like it's like the Harry Potter stairs, except as a building and a drunk person made it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is outside the realm of UCLA housing. So uh, any final thoughts about the UCLA housing app, Panacea, the one-stop shop for all things housing? I can only imagine that about five students responded to, to that poll. So if, if they're like all really weird or have like re- really weird preferences as to what this app is going to be, I feel like the survey is going to be extremely biased. Well, it's one of the five students that responded to that poll. I, uh, I think as long as they have an option to burn down Royce Hall, Kashav will be happy with that. Let's not bring up my pyromaniac tendencies just yet. As a disclaimer, I only use the example of burning down Royce Hall as an opinion exercise. I don't actually share pyromaniac <laughs> opinions. Everybody's laughing here. I feel very cornered. <laughs> Abhishek, do you have any final thoughts? No one's going to download that. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, that's a wrap for this week. We'll see you around next week for No Offense.